Welcome to the Farming Basics Podcast with Olivia Fuller. We'll have sustainable farming tips from growers across the state and extension specialists at Auburn University. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Today, we wanted to make sure that you knew your host because we jumped in and started introducing a lot of the specialists and really cool people that we get to work with here on campus and really across the southeast, too. But we realized that you might not know your host very well. So we wanted to do a little informal little chit chat today between Jacob and myself, myself being Olivia, and talk about a little bit of how we got here, why, why we do what we do, what fascinates us, and what we're looking forward to in the world of horticulture. So, Jacob, if you want to go first, yeah, we me can first. talk about how you got here, where, where your start came from, why you care about horticulture, and hopefully that passion can like bleed through to our listeners. What got me started, I was born and raised in Montgomery, and my great-grandmother always had plants around. And she planted pansies every year. And we would that was our thing. That's one of the things I remember the most about her is going out in the garden. And, you know, for me as a young child, it was playing with bushes and pulling leaves off of bushes and looking at bugs and planting those pansies. I remember feeling the cold, you know, what I was thinking was soil, but actually substrate. I feel like a lot of people relate to this. I've heard this story a few times of people getting into it at an early age or even having that same exact experience, but way later in life if they grew up in a city. And I feel like a lot of this horticultural revolution is kind of stemming from things just like that. Yeah, just touching and feeling at a very young age, as kids do, you know, you're into everything. I wanted to be like Popeye, so... She would get me spinach, and I would eat it from the can, and I tried it the first time, and I hated it. And uh, I remember her being really upset. But, <laughs> you know, she we would go to the market together, and we'd go to these farmer's markets in Montgomery. Uh, they still have the market outside the Coliseum in Montgomery. And we would get okra. I loved fried okra as a kid. Who doesn't love fried food as a kid or as an adult? But so we'd go to the store, we'd get all the produce for dinner. She made the best spaghetti I'll ever eat in my life. (laughs) Uh, And it was fresh. It was from, you know, fresh tomatoes and things like that that we bought at this market. So we're interacting with growers at a really young age. And at the time, it didn't mean anything to me. But now that I look back from where I am today, it meant everything. Yeah. I, I mean, it made it helped form who I am today. Yeah, awesome. honestly, Popeye had a bigger influence than <laughs> yep. anybody will ever know. He's the under-recognized hero in horticulture, yeah, I think. Because like, I had the same. Vegan, right? <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing. I would go and make my parents buy me those cans of spinach because I wanted to be strong like Popeye. For sure. And that was my arms. same entryway into like <laughs> <laughs> vegetables. Yeah, Papa saving the day with spinach. Get out there and eat your spinach, folks. So that was my spark. And, you know, I grew up inside the city of Montgomery. So that was my only interaction with growing fruits and vegetables and farming. I had friends that had cattle farms. That's not the same. You know, we're running around terrorizing cows. It's not the same as eating Popeye spinach and, you know, playing pansies with your great-grandmother. 
So um, that was my introduction to Hort. Well, that's adorable. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. So now that you're in this world and you love it so much, what are your like specialties within this? Because I know you worked on a kiwi orchard and there's just a few things that kind of took you in the direction that you went in. Well, what got me into Hort is, so I had a long college career. Uh, I enjoyed living in Auburn more than I liked going to class. And so uh, it was tough for me to settle down and get into my studies, but I finally did. And um, I started looking at the curriculum, what I was going to have to take. And I remember taking Chemistry 1, and I had a really, really, really hard time with Chemistry 1. And so I started looking at the curriculum for horticulture versus wildlife and forestry. Because that was kind of, I mean, I wanted to work with animals or I wanted to work with plants. It was one or the other. I grew up watching Steve Irwin and Jeff Corwin and all these cool, you know, and Bill Nye, all these scientists and stuff that really inspired all of us to get into this world. And uh, I started looking at the curriculum and I saw that I wouldn't have to take chemistry too if I went into horticulture. And so that was it for me. Uh, That was my decision was made. And I went to my first class. It was Dr. Foshi's uh, sustainable vegetable production class, and I immediately fell in love. Uh, I mean, it was, I knew I had made the right decision, uh, and I knew I was in the right place. Uh, and then from there, it was Jay Spears' fruit culture class, um, and he ended up being my advisor later on. Um, when I started working with kiwi fruit, he got me into the kiwi fruit world, and at the time, I was really frustrated with him about it. Uh, I didn't, I was like, kiwi, really? Um, But, you know, after I got out there and started working with those plants, I really fell in love. And, uh, you know, it just, my my sense of wonder exploded once I got into horticulture. And it hasn't stopped. I mean, I... We're on the rooftop earlier mm-hmm. at our new garden and looking around, and we're looking at different species of bees, all these different flowers. We're geeking out up there, and all it makes me want to do is go home and plant all these plants at home that I saw today. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, what are you looking forward to most now? What what are, what excites you for the future? Well, I I've really I've always liked helping people. I've had all these jobs and stuff in the past. Um, and all of them kind of help people, uh, serve people in some way. And uh, I'm really excited about what we have in the pipeline as far as helping growers in the future, um, what extensions working on that's going to help change the game for some of our growers and hopefully make things a little bit more clear uh, and easier for them to manage and understand and I'm ready to get out in the field and get boots on the ground and get some of these practices implemented. And so these jokers can make money and Alabama can be a fruit and vegetable hub like we know it could yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it emerge now with all these new innovative ideas coming to the state. And yeah, for perfect example, the rooftop there at the Rain Culinary Science Building that we got to see today. It's amazing. I I was brought in on that project because of my experience in New York, but it's super exciting to see that that happen and bring everything together is, I guess, what I'm most excited about, seeing food, seeing, because horticulture, 
sometimes we get wrapped into it and all of the insecticides the and the what? flowers. And you, mm-hmm. you forget you're dealing with food mm-hmm. that's going to feed people and the all the cool the things you can do with it. So that's exciting to see all of that tied together in one place and see that happening in the state. All right. One more question for you, Jacob. Do you have any interesting facts that you want to share with our listeners? Well, I've had a lot of cool jobs. Uh, most of them were in restaurants, but I've worked in hospitals, which was a very rewarding job. Uh, really exciting, the people you get to meet, and a lot of positive energy in hospitals. You wouldn't believe it, but that's true. Um, especially in the field, I was a transporter, so I pushed people around and took them to their appointments. So that was fun. But the most interesting job I've had was I worked at a gold mine. I'm not going to discuss exactly where it was, <laughs> but um, it was in the state of Alabama, and there was gold and platinum and all these precious metals. And I started out as a weed eater. They literally hired me to weed eat. <laughs> And I weed eat. I did not know this about you. Yeah, I weed eat it, and then I was a bush hogger, and so then I bush hogged <laughs> the gold and, mine. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's lots of fields, you know. There's lots of open spaces, and we have grass on those spaces to keep from eroding and stuff. Worked my way up. I went to the grinding mill. I ran the grinding <laughs> mill by myself, um, and so basically from there we we dig these thirty foot holes. They take out a big chunk of rock bring them to me, and then I grind them down to the specification that the chemist wanted, and then they did their chemistry stuff. You know, remember I said I wasn't good at chemistry? (laughs) They did the chemistry stuff. I just smashed the rocks. If you've never smashed rocks, totally awesome. If you've got anger, if you've got frustration, rock smashing, totally go do it. Well, if any of the horticulture students don't get jobs as soon as they graduate, now they know of the possibilities for after-college work. Yeah, don't be afraid to jump into something you've never done before or something that's weird or crazy or harebrained or whatever. It's life. It's fun. It's supposed to be exciting, and it's what you make it. And so I love telling people that I worked at a gold mine in Alabama because they look at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) All right, so, Olivia, we're going to hit you with your questions. Uh, Where did you get your start? (laughs) And I want to know where you're from, because Olivia's from the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Middle of nowhere, Alabama. I am from the state, as many people don't believe, but I grew up in a very small town north of Birmingham. I did go to a Title I school. Um, I was surrounded by a lot of hungry peers, and that kind of uh, sparked my interest in growing food. Uh, We had our own garden growing up and I got paid a penny for every rock that I collected from getting out of the garden. So that was my work experience. <laughs> I also picked up, pick up, I, I, excuse me, I'm having a mouth spasm. I also picked up rocks as a child. Were you paid a penny for it? No, I wasn't paid a penny. A lot of times we just got slushies. Well, which is equal to a it's penny. It's probably equal. Yeah. yeah. So that was my start, but then had a long running history with playing outside, was, I guess, foraging before I knew that that was going to be a hot topic in the state and in the world. But yeah, I was foraging, playing in the woods, doing the things that kids in very rural Alabama do. 
and came to Auburn and decided that I wanted to go into horticulture as well. But it, at the time, didn't seem like the place to be. There, there weren't many people graduating with jobs, and I just, it just didn't seem like something to go into at the time. So I went into ag econ. And the agricultural world and the horticultural world, for our listeners, are very different worlds, even though it's still kind of under the same umbrella, very similar in some ways, but also very different. So I was kind of done with the agricultural world and moved to New York City because I didn't want to see another plant as long as I lived. (laughs) (laughs) And I was over the whole thing and moved to New York City. And I got there and realized, oh, I've got an agriculture degree and I'm in this largest city in America. What am I supposed to do with this? So I started working at a rooftop farm, which is, didn't know it at the time, but the largest rooftop farm in um, the world at that time. I think Paris has one that just beat it recently now. Were there plants there? Yes. So I did end up having to see more plants. And that re-sparked, yeah, (laughs) it re-sparked my interest and love with horticulture in a whole new way. So I felt like I was coming back into this world as a child again. So still super excited with that like childlike passion about it all and worked there for a few years and loved every second of it. But COVID hit, as we all know, and I, because of that, was brought back to Alabama. So here I am now, and I got the job with Extension, and I get to do a lot of the like similar things, talk to people about plants. And, you know, once you're in that world, it all kind of looks similar. It, it's lots of cool people um, and getting to help people and talk to them about vegetables and how they like to cook them. And just it's so fun. What would you say your specialties are? My specialties within the horticulture world are probably mushrooms and urban type things that you can grow in urban settings because that's what I was accustomed to and like navigated that world for a while but that's what I'm most into I would say I'd say if you can grow a plant on a rooftop you can grow a plant anywhere yeah I mean it's that's very true it was great to have such harsh conditions to figure out it's hot yeah in New York yeah very hot and you were way up there right Mm -hmm. how many stories was um it was a, about 20 or so. That's like maybe higher than I've ever been. And surrounded by asphalt completely. Mm. So it it was kind of getting me accustomed to working here in Alabama again because it was very hot on that roof. But that was a really cool experience. Um, it taught me a lot about what you can grow on such a small space. And I know we have a lot of small farmers here in the state that... It's not like our surrounding neighbors, like Georgia, Mm -hmm. where it's large scale, one crop. Mm -hmm. Big ag stuff. Yeah. And that's, Alabama is really unique in that way. And I think using that urban model, urban farming model, it helps a lot of our growers because that's kind of what they're doing. Even though they're not necessarily in urban settings, it translates well. Yeah. You can make a lot of money on an acre of vegetables. A lot. Mm -hmm. You really can. You can wear it out. I've a lot of my growers in Southwest Alabama are small scale, zero to five acre type situations, and they're doing they're doing 
the work out there. I mean, it's amazing what one person can do on an acre or a five acres, a mm-hmm. uh, small farm mm-hmm. by themselves Yeah, uh, in their 70s. Okay. Yeah, I see it all the time. And it's, I mean, it's feeding them and their entire community. Yeah, they're out there supplying high quality produce and they've been doing it. A lot of them have been doing it for 15, 20 years now. They're selling to restaurants, so restaurants are getting local produce. They're selling at markets. I go to their markets all the time, and I'm like, give me some of that good stuff because I know how you grow it, and I like what I see, and I like supporting my guys too. And Olivia's farmers in West Alabama, they're even more, you know, niche, and uh, I don't, you know, you don't have any giant growers. No. I mean, I've got some big guys in my area, but you don't have... They're all true market growers, depending on the market, too. It, it looks different, but it's really cool to see what you can make off of just a few acres. And I hope that this is encouraging to a lot of you that are thinking of starting out. You can start small and still see a lot of progress just from that. Oh, yeah, and you should start small. Don't, yes. <laughs> don't get overly ambitious and plant five acres of strawberries. You're going to hate it when you have to pick them. I don't know this from experience, but I learn from seeing things. Olivia, your last question is, do you have any special talents or hidden tricks or cards up your sleeves that you would like to tell the world about? Well, I can juggle. That's a good talent. (laughs) Um, My specialty is juggling all kinds of fruits and vegetables. Okay. I was an only child, so. so if you come, to, if you ever see us at a booth or anything, ask Olivia to juggle. She'll do it. I'll make sure that there's some sort of fruit lying nearby, so she can juggle for everyone. So, friends, uh, if you have any more burning questions and you want to get to know us more, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at farming underscore basics, and reach out to us with any questions about our background about what we've got going on that we can provide for you through our resources that we bring to the state. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. This has been a production of Alabama Extension at Auburn University.